Welcome to the Legion Outriders podcast, a member of the Radio Free Tattooing Network. You must unlearn what you have learned. Your source for the latest Legion news, opinion, and analysis. You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. John Archiquette. Will somebody get this big walking carpet out of my way? Matt Turner. I'm not afraid. And Joshua Gray. You will be. What's going on, Outriders? John, Josh, and Matt back again on your Legion Outriders X podcast. Yes, Sulfur X. We have re we have rebranded. What's the variable? Uh, the variable is how many number hosts of hosts we have. It's going to be okay. two point three this week. So, so yeah, so this yeah. week it's uh, well three bodies, anyways. Yeah, I'll be ducking out probably at some point because, of course, I was in a room with more than three people in it, so I got whatever sickness they you were. You have the kennel cough. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I got the colic. What, like, what is it about you being in? Yeah. Any, anytime you leave Las Vegas, you come so, back with the crud. I you think have the I figured it cholera. out. That's is because I am such a hypochondriac most of the time. Anytime I touch money, when I'm at the register, I've got like hand sanitizer right who uses, there. Who uses money? Yeah. Well, okay. What, so what the few this? people that do. And I'm so paranoid about germs because my wife was public health for 20 years. Okay. And she drilled that home into my brain. So, and, but I think it's left my my immune system blasted and weakened for you know just the casual like oh you're in a room with five thousand people guess what you can't freaking sanitizer your brain does she walk around mucus. with like a thermometer gun and make sure all of your meat is cooked to the proper temperature oh yeah baby <laughs> <laughs> i'm always at the proper temperature ew yeah no pretty much gross oh so it's finally it's nice to have all of us here together in one room it's again. been a minute yay hasn't it? Yeah. But now that we're all here... We have solved for X. We have solved for X. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so... 2.92. For those of you guys who weren't listening last week, Matt, you were at Star Wars Celebration. Yes. And you got, what, three, four Vaders? Yeah, at least. Uh, well, I've got bids on them right now on eBay. So oh, nice. Okay. I'm going to need that $5,000, by the way. So. <laughs> we are introducing a new Patreon tier. Yeah, yeah. The $500 Buy Matt a Vader tier. Yeah, buy, yeah, yeah. geez. Yeah, so I got stories on that stuff. But where, where do we want to start? We've got the main segment today. We've got all these this news and whatnot. Yes, yeah, so we got some good stuff. Um, yeah. We've got all of the the Star Wars celebration news that you're bringing us. Uh, you got a chance to talk to a few insiders while you're there, so we'll uh, we'll get some news on that. We have, of course, the general Star Wars news. And We're very much in danger of becoming a general Star Wars podcast this week, <laughs> just right. because there's that much. Th- stuff. There is a lot yeah. of stuff. Um, it, it was actually well. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll talk about it later. Okay. But I, I got to talk to a lot of general Starcast uh, Star Wars podcast guys that are out there. And no, really, really nice, cool bunch. Yeah, there's a. Did you get them different... to plug our show on their show? Uh, I don't know. Maybe fail. I don't, well, you go listen to them all. <laughs> let me know if they say anything. Ugh. Okay. Uh, and then, of course, we're going to talk about um, introducing new players to the game now. We've yeah. been, you know, we're just over a year now in this game, but I, I've seen the last couple of months just a huge influx of new players. The uh, game people, has caught its second win, uh, big agreed. time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you know, we're seeing it locally, we're seeing it globally through you know social media. So, in order to kind of cater to that, you know, if they're jumping in on our podcast and all of a sudden we're going off on advanced, well, as advanced tactics as, as we, we get, get into, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, they, they need somewhere to start, and we're not going to send them back to our first podcast and let them listen to us speculate about how great the T forty seven is going to be. Speaking about us talking about, you know, how you know we're, we're the source or not the source, um, I do have a correction I need to make from last oh, yeah. week. Yeah, <laughs> um, FFG loves to put out fuzzy cards, so I I, I misread the critical uh, keyword. Oh yeah. So yeah, so it's not change it to a hit, and then. So it just changes surges to crits. That's it. That's all it does. If you're listening to me in this podcast for like hardcore advice on this game, I'm just happy it wasn't me for once. You're so. in the wrong place. Thanks, Josh. So yeah, no worries. So you can go ahead and correct yourself on that. I will not correct myself on the statement that uh, Critical X is what demonstrably better than Impact X. Yeah, I think it's debatably better. <laughs> De- uh, yeah, whatever yeah, it was, that's what it is. It's yeah. better. Yeah. It is. Love you. <laughs> uh, no, and then, um, yeah, so we're going we're gonna to go into, you know, how to get into the game, what models to start with, you know, where you should look at expanding your collection, and how to play with the models you do have. With an poorly. eye towards the future. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've been playing this game for a year, and I play my yeah. models poorly. In our new segment <laughs> entitled, oh, is that how that works? <laughs> <laughs> All right, before we get too far into that, Matt. 
what was what was it like, man? What was celebration like, dude? Uh, so it was really good. Uh, I was kind of. We have a little group chat on Facebook, and I was sending pictures and updates I was going through. But basically, I was down there Thursday through Sunday and uh, just trying to soak it all in, including all the plagues and viruses, apparently. Um, but uh, Thursday was kind of the uh, when the rubber meets the road and the the absolute shock. Like, we got there two hours before the doors even opened for uh, the main exhibition hall, and we were... Not the furthest back there, but uh, we, we waited there for a while. We got in, went straight to the Fantasy Flight booth, and I was like, where's the Vaders? They're like, we sold out. I was like, oh, really? They're like, yeah, we only have X amount each day. And I'm sure a lot of people have heard this already, but uh, uh, it was kind of a little bit of a cluster. They were definitely not prepared for the amount of people. I mean, anytime you say con exclusive with anything of these things, that is Star Wars fans programming is, oh, I must have this right now, sure, you know, yeah. whether I actually need it or not, but I'm going to get it because it's going to be worth something to somebody. If I'm a Vader collector, that's an awesome oh, piece and an awesome sculpt. Oh, yeah, so, for sure. You know, I don't even play this game, but I'm going to buy it. Plus, with you know the, the get a free or get a free Sabine pin that's event right. exclusive yeah. with a thirty dollars purchase, yeah. which happens to so be so that's know. that's funny you mentioned that because that was actually a big part of Star Wars Celebration. I had no idea about that. There's like a culture of the, they have like these exclusive pins that come out each year. Yeah, that you can get in certain yeah, places. Traders. and people yeah they yeah. pin trade. Uh, like that's a huge part for some people. Like people are like, hey, you want to trade that Boba Fett? I was like, no, that's literally the only one I've got, and that's the only one I really <laughs> care about. So right. Um, Unless, yeah, you're throwing a Boba Fett in the deals for some reason. But uh, uh, so, yeah, the, and then Thursday, so we were right there. We basically walked around. I spent way too much money getting art prints and stuff like that. It was fantastic. Uh, they have a lottery. So each of the big panels each day. So there was the Episode Nine uh, panel on Friday. Saturday was the Galaxy's Edge for Disney with a bunch of behind-the-scenes stuff. Sunday was Mandalorian. Which uh, looks awesome. Yeah, and yeah. then Monday was the 20th anniversary episode one panel. Whatever. Obviously, there's <laughs> tens of thousands of people. I heard 50,000 people on just the Thursday. I don't know how many people actually attended. It, it, so it was packed. It's a big area, but it, it was packed in there. And they did lotteries because each of the theaters can only hold, you know, 25,000 people or something like that. Okay. So obviously not everybody can get in there. So they did these lotteries. So it's like, okay, you can get priority seating, get into the main hall, go see, you know, Daisy Ridley and, you know, John Boyega, all these guys, and we'll talk about episode nine. So me and my wife won none of those. <laughs> we got none of the panels. Like, oh, whatever, you know. So we'll, we'll go to one of the overflow streaming rooms, and we'll just watch it there live. I've heard it's supposed to be a lot of fun there, too. They'll, have, they'll send in, like, you know, work, Dave, this will come on by and say hi and all that kind of stuff. It's like, oh, okay, cool, whatever. General Hux is off in the streaming room. Yeah. Uh, hmm. yeah. I didn't, yeah, he wasn't there. <laughs> managers, was it, man, Percy and... Weasley was lurking in the wings. <laughs> <laughs> managers of the lottery and the, uh, the only... <laughs> The only panel he got invited to was the Jake. Who wants to Skype Jake Lloyd in Jake prison? Jake Lloyd in prison, yeah. <laughs> that would have been. That's exclusive. Actually, yeah. that would be kind of fun. Uh, yeah. Put your hand up against the screen. Be like, oh, oh are you connected. an angel? <laughs> uh, I'm a prisoner, and my so, name's Anakin. Yeah. So the wife wanted to go stand in line for the uh, Star Wars Celebration store itself. That's all the the swag they come out with that year. And I was like, well, I'm going to go watch in the overflow rooms for episode nine because that's what I'm here for. I want to see the stuff on that. Mm -hmm. So I find out one of the rooms. It's the one that's furthest away from everything. I was like, okay, it'll be the least packed. Let me go in there. They're like, hey, did you win a lottery when I go up there? I was like, uh, no, that's why I'm going to the overflow room. Oh, no, you had to win one for the overflow rooms too. You're kidding me. No. I, I, was, I was like, are you joking? He's like, yeah, they, you should have had an email that said whether you got one of the viewing rooms or anything. I was like, no. So I came to Celebration. How am I supposed to see this? It's like, oh, well, you can go back into the exhibition hall, and there's the live stage. Wow. I was like, what? So I was, I was, I didn't get my Vader. I wasn't going to be able to see any of my panels. I was a sad cowboy right there. But bright side up. So I actually went into there to the exhibition, the live stage. And once I figured out what was going on, it kind of brought me around a little bit. But basically, they have the Star Wars show. I don't know if you ever watch it on YouTube. But uh -huh. It's like their weekly, yeah, content. Andy yeah, 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 all those guys. So they're all there. And they had this giant stage with all the monitors set up there. And they're basically live streaming everything. But it's like standing room only. There's, you know, a thousand people crowded around the stage. Pretty cool, though, overall. Uh, the, the real benefit was that after the panels would finish, 
like they very often the actors would come out so i got to see like john boyega i was like 30 feet away from him uh anthony daniels you know they'd bring him out on stage and talk and we saw uh uh dave filoni like three times because he was there for everything everything yeah basically but it was actually really cool and overall i had a great time uh i'm a little sad i didn't get you know the exclusive. I did get to talk to... But you did get an exclusive because yes. you scooped everybody in the Legion Sphere with the Obi-Wan card. I so want thank to you. thank the unnamed <laughs> FFG employee that was like, so you like Legion then? I was like, yeah. He's like, well, I didn't know, but apparently they're okay with this. But uh, if you go look at the back of the box, they've got Kenobi's card. I was like, really? And yeah, <laughs> I, I scooted my butt over there and took a picture and then uh, apparently cropped out the points cost in yeah, the first yeah, one. So. Yeah, because everybody was like, <laughs> how much does it cost? Uh, yeah, yeah. So I, I sent a second Settled one. Out. But the signal was so bad, it like took like two hours for it to show up. <laughs> <laughs> but it was uh, it was pretty crazy. But uh, on Sunday, it was basically so the Vader thing. Uh, obviously, all the Legion players are very you know upset whether they got one or didn't, whatever. But uh, I did get to talk to uh, a couple of the FFG guys about it. So the idea was that they had 500 of these Vaders to do for the entire weekend. Okay, they were doing 100 a day. And it was first come, first serve. They didn't have any way to track whether somebody had bought one multiple times at different days. And the trouble is that the VIPs, uh, part of the Jedi Master Badge, they paid so many hundred dollars extra for. It was like 850 bucks. 850 bucks. Yeah. Uh, uh, full disclosure, me and the wife actually tried to get that, but they sold out in like the two minutes. 30 seconds. It yeah. took us, yeah. Wow. So, but they got 30 minutes uh, before the exhibition hall opened up for these people to come in. And they basically just get bought out every day. Uh, so the first day, they're like, oh, make sure you're at the front of the line tomorrow. So they're like, cool, all right. Uh, literally, we were at the front of the line. I, I was at both entrances. I was at the further one. My wife was at the closer, closest one. Uh, she scooted straight there, and still, yeah, they, they, they were just out. already sold out by all the VIPs. I heard that on a few of the days, the VIPs didn't even get a chance to buy it because other vendors had yeah, other exhibitors I heard that too. had gotten so it I, too. So I, I can't speak to that because I didn't uh, ask specifically about it, but uh, it was uh, pretty nutty. But uh, yeah, so I was talking to uh, Evan Johnson. He's the uh, marketing manager that was out there. Really nice guy. Um, but uh, I got to ask him a couple of questions. We actually had a, a, uh, an interview I recorded with him, but one of my mics crapped out halfway through was one of the questions you asked him since he's the marketing guy where's my imperial specialist article no i did talk (laughs) to the guy that actually does write those articles very nice gentleman whose name eludes me at the moment but uh uh he did not he said it was not intentional that he uh releases articles the day after we record (laughs) Uh, i don't think he knows who we are so probably not (laughs) yeah but uh so uh, yeah i talked to evan and basically was the so to paraphrase the conversation it was pretty short i was it was really busy in there i was grateful he took the time to talk but uh ffg this is like their third time going to star wars celebration it was his first time there this blows them all out of the water they were packed that entire weekend they were demoing more than just legion they had destiny uh they had a room that they were running star wars rpg campaigns in which is awesome oh, cool. wow yeah yeah i thought that was really cool uh x-wing obviously was there too um but and then they had all their cases set up with the new miniatures luckily the new you know clone wars box but uh yeah it just kind of blew them out of the water and that's why i think they kind of got into trouble with the vaders because they weren't expecting to be that popular but they were actually pretty dang close to the entrance and uh the mm-hmm. foot traffic kind yeah. of flowed through there but yeah, those tables are packed. Oh, and the uh, Outer Rim game that's going to be coming out. I think it's called Outer Rim. Yeah, Outer Rim. But yeah, it yeah. looks really good, too. Um, let's see. So did uh, did you happen to talk to Joe that we uh, free from I didn't our see store? Joe at all. You didn't? Yeah, I know he got one, though. So the, the son did, of a have gun. you heard the story of how he got his? No, I didn't. Please this, tell this me so I can great. just despair. So one of our new players in our community, his name's Joe, and he's a he's an avid war gamer. He, you know played 40k in AOS and he's since moved on to to Legion because let's face it it's way better than those two games. Yeah. Uh so he was also at Star Wars Celebration and he didn't wait in line for any of the days for Vader or anything like that. He rolled up on his birthday no less and I think it was on on Saturday or Sunday, one of the later days. I think it was Monday actually and was I was it like Monday? that makes sense because it was the day I had to leave because oh, okay. we were driving up to visit family. Okay, but, so he, yeah. he he rolls up and starts chatting with one of the girls who works at the FFG booth, and he's like, 
he's like, hey, do you guys have any more of those Vaders? I, I heard you guys were sold, selling out. And she's like, do you do you play Legion? He's like, yeah, I just got into it. Like, check out my Stormtroopers. And he whips out his phone and oh, you know, starts yeah. showing showing like pictures of stuff he's painted. And she's like, oh well, you know what? Let me talk to somebody. Oh. And he uh, <laughs> oh. she had like a secret stash. She 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 comes over and goes, uh, yeah, you need to you know. Give me thirty bucks or whatever, and uh, we can give you this pass. And then I uh, give you ten dollars, and 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 she's like, "Oh, um, do you know Sarastro?" And he's like, "Yeah, I love Sarastro. You know, I like uh, follow his painting videos." Okay, you want to meet Sarastro? So <laughs> he's got photos with Sarastro. Got to chit chat with him. He got a Vader and Joe. That yeah yeah <laughs> that's like that's some Forrest Gump level stuff right, right there. Seriously, right? yeah. All right, uh, but, where, the, but it was his birthday, so. It makes you know, okay. That's it makes fine. It okay. That's cosmic balance there, and I'm glad it went to. Uh, and I think I commented on this. So at least it's going to like a really talented paint, painter that's going to be able to do a good job with that f- figure. Sure. So, but um, I mean, if you had gotten it, then it would have gone to me, who's an extremely talented painter who would have given it to you anyway. Yeah, that's true. But I gotta pick my silver linings where I can get them. I guess could have gone to me, and I'd have painted it all purple. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Do you ever wonder what it looked like if Vader was standing on moon rocks? Here you go. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, overall, the buzz is really big for Legion, especially Clone Wars stuff. A lot of uh, stuff excited. Uh, I think I sent some pictures to you guys, but there was a really cool uh, – they did a diorama. and there yeah. was Scarif board? Uh, yeah, the yeah. Scarif board. They had like 2,500 individual – legion pieces that were involved in that that's awesome and it was fantastic and it was getting basically people would come and they'd pick a section of board and they would build it and then it would get added to the uh, diorama so it was really really that's cool. awesome yeah i saw a few people were posting pictures of like you know they painted up some sort some shore troopers well they were there. doing learn to paint stuff there yeah. and yeah. some of the models they had were just loose shore troopers yeah it's oh, like yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i didn't see that damn yeah. i would have like, mm. I'm guessing somewhere there's like some kind of Scrooge McDuckian vault full of shore troopers yeah, yeah. <laughs> that Alex, Davy, and Luke look at each other swim through, yeah, right. uh, <laughs> waiting amongst the shore troopers. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I, I talked to uh, Evan about the uh, Vader. Why? Why was it you know such limited? Uh, but apparently, they started the factory on this uh, because they are they're all cast resin. Mm-hmm. They said that they would turn out like three or four a day. So they've been working oh, wow. on it for the last couple of months, and like okay. 500 was the most they could come up with. Wow. Uh, was talking to another guy named Mike. Um, let me see. A really nice guy. He, I was actually standing in line talking to uh, Holly, mm-hmm. and he's like, hey, I know your voice. And I was like, no way. Yeah, he's like, oh, you're Outriders. I was you're like, oh, you're famous. I was like, wow, of all the voices recognized, my, I'm so sorry it was mine. But did he ask really you to, nice guy. Did he ask you to um, Sharpie autograph his chest? Uh, no, I, no, I tried good. to insist on it, but he wouldn't go for it. Uh, so. <laughs> yeah, he, he was a little bit more canny than that. Um, <laughs> but uh, he was saying that uh, he actually went to the Fantasy Flight, had like a uh, uh, exhibition, I don't know, a stage time that they went and talked about their stuff. Yeah. I, I kind of skipped it because I was there for more Star Wars stuff, and I thought I knew all the information. But apparently he got to talk to one of the FFG guys and got one of those... Uh, and he was kind of like, hey, these Vaders, you know, they're tough to get a hold of. And uh, any chance it'll be like on the sprue, you know, that when Vader gets redone uh, yeah. and they're going to have pose options. And he got the, well, gee, wouldn't that be cool kind of answer. Okay. And so they couldn't confirm or deny. But it sounds like that might be. So you still got an exclusive sculpt from Star Wars Celebration, but it sounds like it might be coming out in that multi-kit. Fingers crossed hey, anyways, because it's a be cool. really cool sculpt. Yeah, it looks awesome, all the ones I've seen of it. Yeah, but so, uh, even though yeah, we're not going to delve too far into the extenuous circumstances of, or you know other Star Wars stuff, uh, Mandalorian, give us just a quick glimpse. I mean, what was that like? Dude, yeah, I think the uh, Mandalorian, I don't think they were ready for the amount of people that were just super excited for it. Yeah. They, they kind of sloughed it off to Sunday. It honestly should have been on the Saturday one instead of the Star Wars Galaxy's, uh, Galaxy's Edge for Disney. Um it looks. I'm, I'm sure you guys saw because they leaked the, a bunch of the trailers oh, from people. Well, the they leaked and all like that. a five minute hunk of the show. So I didn't even get to see that. Oh, so if you're actually watching dude. the uh, the thing, uh, the, the actual live panel, they were like wrapping up the show, and then uh, uh, Favreau was like, "You guys want to see some more clips?" Yeah, and they cut the feed right there. 
And oh. everybody that was supposed to be, you know, at the celebration was supposed to be able to see that. But I didn't get to because they thought they were rapping and they didn't, like, start it back up again. Oh. Dude, it, it, it looks really good. I, I mean, I got to see the handicam footage you guys all oh, Okay, did, but, okay. Uh, it yeah. does. I can't wait to see IG-88. That one moment. That one moment of him just flipping around. Yeah, if he doesn't get Gunslinger when he gets into this game, there's going to be a problem. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. yeah, Mandalorian looks awesome. I think it's eventually going to translate into a new faction, you know. Uh, yeah. I mean, know, if we're going to see. see maybe. And I think that's something that we need to, to talk about because at the um, – uh, there there was some stuff going on. on. Well, it was in the State of the Legion uh, podcast that um, Fifth Trooper and Scoundrels did. Yeah. Uh, they said that you're going to get uh, there's at least another faction plan, but then also sub factions. So I think there's a conversation for us to have there about what we would like sub factions oh, yeah. in this game to look like. Oh, yeah. for sure. Um, so stay tuned. But yeah, so yeah, shout out to uh, Mike from Minnesota. He's a rebel player and an awesome dude. We kept running into each other over the weekend. Also, uh, apologies to Ali Kai, who's on our Discord. And we were going to meet up. Oh, I, I got to meet up with our uh, sister show, uh, the Radio Free Tattooing Network guys in the Galactic oh, cool. War Report. Hung out with them for way too long. Had to, way too many beers. But it was such a fantastic game. Finally getting to meet these guys because I listen to their podcast. Yeah. And obviously we're affiliated with them. Super, super sweet dudes. And, uh, yeah, it was a fantastic evening. Ali, I'm sorry we didn't get to meet up because he was messaging me at, like, yeah. 10 o'clock because he was at a panel. I was there till like, 1.30 in the morning this packed bar with all these other podcasters just hanging out. And I didn't see his message, so I feel really bad. Way to go, man. Yeah, I dropped the ball. <laughs> you blew it! Yeah, well, I was about... Uh, real real quick, favorite moment from the uh, from the entire experience. Oh, boy. Uh, meeting... Uh, I mean, just all the, all the people there and getting to see all the uh, actors. Um, there was a surprise one, actually, that was... Uh, oh, and his name's totally blanking. Dave... Filoni. No, not Dave Filoni. Uh, he's an he's an artist that's been he, like he was huge in the '90s for like Star Wars prints and stuff like that. Okay, uh, my very good friend Josh, uh, not you, different Josh, one I actually like. Yeah, we're not um, good friends. <laughs> I know. Uh, it's fine. Uh, he was there, and apparently I had heard that he had stopped doing conventions, but I got to chat with him for a little bit, and I picked up my first piece of his art, and I'm kicking myself I can't remember his name. Oh, but uh, that was really cool. It was very unexpected because I just kind of turned a corner. I was like, "Hey, I know all this artwork because my friend has it all." So nice. Eh, but anyways, but yeah, and then getting to see Anthony Daniels just go on and on forever about his dumb book—that was kind of funny too. <laughs> Would you go again? Uh, so, funnily enough, they they were basically running this every two years, but at the end on Monday, they announced it's going to be Anaheim 2020. So the wife wants to go. So, and I'm not going to tell her no. Okay. So I guess we're going again. I think you've sold me on not going. Yeah. Yeah. I, no, I could definitely see you. It's probably not for, you know. 50, Josh, I think you'd not. have fun, especially if you went in costume. I think you'd be into it. Yeah. Um, John, I, I don't think it would be. Unless you got to, like, sit down next to Sarastro and like, just, like, yeah. paint the entire If I could time. spend the weekend just, like, hanging out with Sarastro, having a couple beers and, like, painting some stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd be in. I mean, you, you can make what you want of it. You know, there was enough. So they had some nice sideshow things, like the Droid Builders Workshop. It's all the people that, like, sit down and build, like, replica. R2s and choppers and all oh, that nice. kind of stuff. That's cool. It was super cool. There was like 150 different droids entered to that. And, oh, my uh, God. Yeah. There was uh, B1s got all excited for. And th- those guys are tall. I didn't realize how tall they were. Like the they're, actual... Yeah, the B1 battle droids. Yeah, yeah they? they're like over six feet. So, really? Yeah. They don't seem like they're that big, but uh, oh. apparently if they're built to scale, as that guy was doing, Did you, they're pretty tall. You glossed over the fact that you got to see Junus... Uh, Chewbacca. Oh, yeah. Chewbacca came out on stage. Yeah. yeah. It, it was kind of funny because they were doing a they were doing a segment uh, for this guy um, who does props. And he'll, like, he does replica, um, like, Star Wars cantinas for your living room. Uh, and then he'll also do props for Lucasfilm to replica. Uh, oh, nice. Replicas of them. And he was showing off a new full-size Wookiee, you know, mask-type thing that he was doing. And Eunice just showed up. And it was like, hey, so I saw you were doing this thing. You know, 
<laughs> and uh, he just like kicked it on stage for like 20 minutes, just like, so you guys like Wookiees, you know? And, then, <laughs> uh, and they, they got a like Han Solo or a Solo Movie 2 chant going. And because uh, I think that was like one of his first movies that he was doing. Was, no, he, uh, did, no, he, he did. did Force uh, he did Force, Force Awakens, Awakens also. Yeah, yeah. But I, I think the, the Solo they, movie was they where he kind of. split the Force Awakens. Gotcha. So any of the the really oh between Peter running, Mayhew yeah and, yeah pa- Peter Mayhew did some of the, like just the sitting down stuff yeah because uh, he's old and I heard he missed some of uh, yeah he he was hospital. doing poorly I um, guess so well, he's I mean, he's like seven he's six old. and like he's yeah. didn't he have like severe back issues where he's like oh I'm sure yeah, like almost it's yeah it's like really. But uh, no, Eunice got to hang out on stage, so uh, it was kind of a thin crowd. So I was like really close, but he got way too excited about firing the t-shirt cannon at people. So <laughs> it's, uh, it seemed appropriate. Was, for was him. it a t-shirt bowcaster? Yeah, uh, no, it was, it was like <laughs> that's a, a really that's yeah. a missed opportunity. Right? Yeah. Well, I mean, they were doing it for the entire weekend, but it was like a it was Boba Fett esque like oh, okay. E three thing. Uh, but it would have been even better if he came out like. Wearing a really cheap replica Chewbacca costume, uh, and, like, like as, onesie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But he will try and Wookie roar like at the. Give him half an excuse. He will just like go. go Did he try? It? Oh, many many times. Was yeah. it good? Uh, it was okay. Yeah, I mean, oh, really? I mean, he's he's such a narrow man. I mean, I can't really. He doesn't have like <laughs> it's a sound mean? effect, John. It's not. I mean, he doesn't really have the big robust it. chest like you do. You know, the that hive of bees living. <laughs> Uh, right above your diaphragm there. I just so who does the voice for it then? It's a sound effect. Yeah, it sounds no. Yes. Oh, yes. Really? Yes. Oh, do you think that was Peter Mayhew? No, it's like a uh, synthesized version of. It's like, like an elephant a with a dog a... and a bear. <laughs> yes. uh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. See, about like that, I mean, you know. It's not hard to do. I mean, it, that's also not what Chewbacca actually well, sounds no, like. No, but I just you know did that impromptu. If, yeah. I, if I sat there and like yeah. tried it for a while. But anyways, I'm sorry. We'll, we'll wrap up here. <laughs> We've actually got some Legion stuff to talk about, I'm sure. So Chewbacca's vo- okay. vocalizations were created from actual field recordings of bears, lions, badgers, and other animals. Like all mixed together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All mixed together. Half man, awesome. half bear, half pig. <laughs> But that is the, my celebration animal, experience. I mean, they got to say other animals because it just wouldn't be very Chewbacca to know that they use like yeah. a chinchilla call to to make this. <laughs> Can you do a chinchilla call? No, I can't. Oh. Hey, chinchilla! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm, I'm glad you made it back. You know, yeah. wish you'd have been in better health. But yeah, uh, yeah thanks too, for bringing but... us all that news. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break, and then coming back, we're gonna take a look at some of the. Uh, Things to teach a new player getting into Star Wars Legion. You're listening to the Legion Outriders podcast, a member of the Radio Free Tatooine Network, recorded on location at Power 9 Games. Whether you're looking for the latest releases from Legion, X-Wing, 40K, Magic, or any of our other extensive inventory of board and card games, head to Power9Games.com and use coupon code OUTRIDER10 to get 10% off your order. Plus, shipping is free on orders over $100. Now, back to the Outriders. Welcome back, Outriders. All right, so... Outrider you, X's. Outrider X's. Outrider, oh. outrider, outrider X's? No, because that makes it sound like... X-Riders? Like, like all of our ex-girlfriends. Yeah, and like we oh, jilted them yeah. somehow. <laughs> Outriders X? I don't know. What's the... Is that like attorneys general? It's, yeah, yeah. Courts <laughs> marshal, yeah. right? Yeah. I'm not sure how that works. Uh, how do you pluralize it? Anyway. Yeah. So locally here we've seen a pretty big growth. I would say almost like a doubling of the community size of Legion players. Um, From three to six. Right? <laughs> there are dozens of us. Uh, yeah. Dozens. Well, uh, I mean, you ran a tournament over the weekend, too. Yeah, and and just we, a, yeah past weekend. We, we were had, missing a bunch of regulars, but we still had like eight people there plus you to run it. So yeah. that's fantastic. So we had a good turnout. And I, I, those weren't even including like five or six of the people who I've personally taught the game over the last probably month, month and a half. Um, so and on, on Legion Facebook page, we're seeing a lot of the same kind of questions. You know, hey, I'm just buying into this game, got a new core set. What's next? So, Josh, I guess what would you what would you recommend from an Imperial player standpoint to a new player who's getting into the game? Uh, so, I mean, if you're just picking up a core box, right? Definitely, you're grabbing fears, Boba. Um, I would pass for the time being on the ATST. Um, I don't think it's really that necessary right now and of course it's a hobby game right yeah. i mean you, you play whatever you want right play what you think is fun um you know but if you're looking at it from a am i going to be kind of competitive 
Sure. Um, you can make an ATST competitive, but it's hard. Um, Veers, Boba, definitely. Um, maybe, you know, two to three units of Stormtroopers, or Snowtroopers, sorry. Um, you know, another couple boxes of, of Stormtroopers. I, I, I would have at least six Stormtroopers, you know, to come with the, to come with the game. So you're yeah. getting like four more boxes of Stormtroopers. Um, three strike teams for sure. You know, because you want, or three scouts because you want snipers. Um, sure, it's nice to be able to, you know, like, hey, I, I'll just buy everything. Like, there's right. one guy that did that, and it's like, yeah. wow, okay, that's incredible, but not, not the most economical thing. But I think as you progress trying to get up to 800 points, I mean, that's really just kind of the, you know, the barometer of when you can start playing right. at a competitive level. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's, a lot of people have, you know, brought up that you know is this a good time to get in because uh, you know it's kind of daunting to get into a game is it too you know am i too late right no, not at all like right now really is an okay time to do it yeah no and there's plenty of good stuff out there you know you've got a lot of you know there's only two factions um if you're getting in right now that's that i, I think that's got to be part of the part of the equation you know uh do you keep your powder dry until one of the one of the clone wars factions drop or do you get in right now or are you gonna play gotta catch them all Right. Um, You know, if you're getting in right now, uh, it's not bad. There's a lot of options. Um, I would definitely try and play some demo games and and get with a buddy who has uh, who has a bunch of stuff and can let you borrow it so you can find out what you like and what you want to play. That was the big daunting thing for me with X-Wing. You know, I came in at like wave seven. Sure. (laughs) And I just ended up buying like two of everything eventually. Um, You kind of need to do that with that that game system because of the cards. But, you know, it's it's like trying to get in a Warhammer, right? It's like play a couple of games with some friends armies so you can see what your play style is. Sure. Proxy some stuff if you need to. Uh, Tabletop simulator is another great alternative for being able to try out units before you buy them if you're on a budget. Um, You know, and also just gain some experience. Um, you know, with these these games I've run for some of the newer players, naturally we started out with, you know, three 400-point games on a 3x3 three three table. And obviously, as we all know, those first few games we played, the game plays a lot differently on a 6x3. Uh, yeah, you get the basic mechanics, but it is an entirely different game. Yeah, because just yesterday I was, you know, playing with Skiri, and he's like, hey, you know, Man, I, I play on these three by three with my you know my coworker, and man, Vader's so overpowered. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, let me my sweet summer you, child. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let me introduce you to Long March on a six by three. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so I mean, that's you know that's what, try what, what I try to explain to him is you know you really gotta experience the game on a six by three. You need to play with missions and with objectives and things yeah. like that before you really you know can can get a full feel for the game. Um, one of the things that, that we haven't really touched on, I think probably since the first couple episodes, was getting into the command cards themselves and, you know, building your deck. Or battle cards. Uh, sorry, battle cards. Yeah, yeah thank you. Um, no worries. Building your deck and coming up with, you know, what works for my list mm-hmm. and what works for my army. You mean you just don't randomly shuffle them together and like, okay, those ones are the one we're doing. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, no. That's an approach. <laughs> it is, it is, but probably not the best one. And mm. it's a good way to go 0-4 at LVO. <laughs> yes. <laughs> one, uh, I think step one on my way to along the path. So, you know, looking at just the deployment cards alone, okay? I mean, the way that you build your army, I think, can decide a lot at what battle card, what uh, deployment cards are going to work for you. Obviously, like you said, with Vader. You don't want to have Long March. That's probably not a good idea. But, I mean, the, the converse to that is if you're running a Veers list, you know, Veers Boba, something like that, Long March isn't actually bad because no. you've got a lot of range four. It, just with DLTs, you know, you can start to hit the edge of the engagement area a little bit earlier than they can. So, you know, you've got more options. So what, what of the five um, deployment types do you like to leave out of your list? Which one? Yeah. I hate disarray. Again, as an Imperial player, we just got second commanders. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, Imperial officer out of the specialist pack makes it sort of viable, but not really. Um, you know, disarray is always a hard one to do when you don't have two commanders. Um, so disarray is almost always out Sure, on, on my deck. Um, now, 
conversely, I like to run Hanley Achui. I think it's probably my favorite list. Uh, I also normally would not want to run Disarray because you want to have all of them together. together. But sometimes it's not, it's not too bad to take Disarray and throw out a decoy unit. Just sure. a throwaway unit that yeah. you know might make your opponent counter deploy, and then you actually divert rest of your unit somewhere else. Right. It, you know everything's dependent on terrain and stuff like that. Yeah. But generally, I don't like disarray. It's just, eh, I don't, I, I don't care for it. It seems know? like one that you need to have a specific list in mind if you're going to play it, and then you know, so you can plan around it. But then, how much are you devoting your list to play that you may not get disarray as an option? Exactly. And and like you said, with something like Long March, if you have a ranged heavy list, if you've got three sniper squads, um, if you've got, you know, some range four and one door one one F D turret, you know, if you've got uh you know, Death Troopers or mm-hmm. Pathfinders or something that's you know exclusively made for something that, that can cover that long range, Long March might be something you want to shoot for. Yeah. Now with uh the mission cars themselves like those are the ones that really I, I think can have a huge impact on on what you bring to the table. Um, if you're running a gin list, mm-hmm. recover the supplies needs to be in your deck. Oh, oh sure, yeah, yeah, for the box grab. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I mean that that, that kind of goes without saying. Uh, which of these do you, you usually like to avoid? I know breakthrough and sabotage the moisture evaporators tend to be the one that you know people either take one or the other. Out. Right. I, I usually leave sabotage out just because I find as a as a objective for me for my play style it's just it's just too fiddly, right? You're oh let's get over here and use an action to do this and it's just too much for me. <laughs> like I like intercept. I like key position. Something that's just sure. like king of the hill. And yeah. 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 You know. Um, but the you old know, loot and scoot, yeah, that works really well for right. gin. For, for gin yeah. pathfinders, yeah. yeah. Now, granted, we all know that there's ways to counter that. But. Sure. Um, recovers, recovers fun. Yep. You know, but but anything I like, my, my personal play style is just, just kind of like dig in, absorb, and then counter. So, you know, the, the ones that allow me to get into a position and shoot at you as you try and grab that center objective in key positions. Um Ones like that are the ones that I generally prefer. Well, you, Matt, what are what are your favorite mission objective or uh, mission cards to play? Oh, uh, ideally, if I ever, so I rarely put breakthrough in because I tend to have lower activation. I was say, I mean, yeah, you, you, were running, you ran like you know, Palp and Vader together, which yeah, that was that was <laughs> fun for a little while. Yeah, so I breakthrough obviously is is right out, and then Long March also, uh, as we mentioned. Because I think I still have one sniper team. Eventually, I'll probably add some more in there, you know, because they are just super effective. Yeah. But, yeah, just knowing what your list is capable of. And I, I change lists all the time. So I'm constantly having to reevaluate, oh, okay, is this going to work? Or just, as I said earlier, just kind of shuffling them all together and say, okay, here we go. Wee. Because uh, it's also good to practice against, you know, you're not always going to be the one play, laying down the deployment cards, especially if you don't have much of a bid. So you need to be at least conversant with the other scenarios and uh, know what you have a backup plan for in case they get pulled. Sure. See, and for me, I actually like to run breakthrough a lot mm-hmm. um, because I, I think it plays well into what rebels can do. And I also think that because I like to play higher activation costs or higher activation lists outside sure. of Hanley Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think it works better and you can, you know, kind of play to, I like the idea of the scenario. It's just rarely do I have a list that, unless I'm like to it. really trying to play that goal line defense and, you know, just shoot everybody before they get, you know, across the line. And yeah. then, you know, running people in last second. It rarely works out that well, though. But I think if you if you build a list to, you know, cater to one of these scenarios, it really, you know, it can work. Now, granted, mm-hmm. you're going to have to be versatile because you're never going to guarantee yourself yeah. having that card. Um, but, you know, taking a, a bid definitely helps being able to increase your chances of getting it um one of the ones that i pl- i like to play the most and i i don't think a lot Key of positions like with vader <laughs> God, oh. no <laughs> uh rapid reinforcements ah see i hate rapid reinforcements and a lot of people do yeah i i don't know a lot of people do you like rapid reinforcements it's okay i mean it's i'd not, rather play minefield it's not my really? absolute Hell favorite yeah. um but it's it gives you a lot of tactical flexibility that you can you know uh, I, I think I played a game of Rapid with Matt once. Mm-hmm. At L, was our LVO, was that Rapid? I think it was. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I just like, oh, I'll take my Flame Troopers and I will just 
set them off to the side. And now you've got to sit there and, and wonder where I'm going to deep strike a unit of flamethrowers, you know, yeah. close to your backfield and then move them in the next turn and barbecue you, you know. Um, it's a good tactic to take a, a high threat unit and, you know, deep strike them and, and use them and, and kind of use that as a way to kind of keep your opponent hemmed in. Do you uh, think Wookiees would be good for that kind of role? Uh, Wookiees are great for that role. Yeah. That was, honestly, that was probably the reason why I like to play it so often. You know, my background with 40K, I played a lot of Space Wolves, and I used a lot of, you know, Space Wolves coming in deep strike on, you know, in drop pods. And that's kind of how I... Like to, I like to have that that X factor that your mm-hmm. opponent doesn't know, you know, where it's gonna you know end up, and they kind of gotta keep their stuff spread out because of it. Um, so Wookies are per- are perfect for that because you deploy outside range two. Mm-hmm. I like to find a nice piece of line of sight blocking terrain just outside range two. Right. Drop them back there, and then the next turn have them come around. And start Unhin- unhindered expert climber. You're just yep. you know whoop right over it. You yeah. know and. That's, I think, where the, the Wookiee's real strength lies. But yeah. the same thing works great with Fleet Troopers. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Something that can, sh- that can shoot a lot of dice within range two. Yep. And you just want to, you know, just drop right outside range two and move in. I mm-hmm. think that's, that's a really good way to use it. And I think a lot of opponents don't really play it enough to really know how to defend against it. Yeah, and especially if you can play activation control where... You know, you're you're making sure that you're not putting them down with your third activation of the round, right? Yeah, um, and that's that's, that's vi- valuable too. Exactly, and I think for new players, one thing that you need to you know make sure you look at or, or inform new players of if you're playing against them, um, the cards that come with the box set are not the actual cards right. for rapid reinforcements and, and for key, key positions. positions. Now we we were lucky enough that LVO they gave us the the updated versions of right. the cards. So I've kind of taken that for granted. But, you know, I, just in this tournament this past weekend, I was playing with one of the guys who plays locally who didn't play at LVO and <laughs> didn't have the updated card. And I, had, I actually had to show him. I'm like, like no, 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 no. The it's, rule it's on different. key positions yeah, is actually no, no, different. No. So that's one thing you want to make sure you inform new new, new players that, hey, like you've got the, the learn-to-play guide in your box, but maybe check out the FFG webpage and actually check out the rules update because, you know, it, that's a living document. You well, know? And, and that yeah. was that was something that was on the Legion Facebook group uh, this past week, also, where somebody, uh, I'm a new player. I'm really disappointed with the, the 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 lack of clear rules in the game. And somebody had to say, it's like, yo, dude, the rule that's just the learn to play. The rules are online, and they and, and they were just kind of like, oh, <laughs> okay, I right, cool, okay. And, and you know, once they explained. It's a you know living document, easier to do online. They didn't print one. He was like, I okay, there was cool. a printed one that came with the core set. I mean, it's been a while since we opened up. No, it's just really? the, just the learn to play. Could have sworn because we printed. Oh, it, that's right, we did. Didn't yeah. We? yeah. Huh. Okay. Which is you know grossly outdated by now. Right. <laughs> yeah. But you know we'll see new rules. You know updates coming out with the clone troopers unit with the you know the clone wars units. Yeah. So you know we're gonna have to get new updated versions of that anyway. Yeah, and we'll, we'll probably see another update to it soon also. oh yeah yeah. So, yeah i'm sure we're going to be getting all sorts Before of rules yeah in well, prep I mean, for that Bosk and sabine, Bosk and sabine have will have rules, rules that have to yeah. be in there so yeah and, and they're gonna have to clarify some of the stuff that because i actually was just informed this past week uh by lj that i was interpreting a rule wrong because i had come up with a uh an interesting list <laughs> This week in is that how that works? <laughs> so Matt, I don't think you were you were in on this conversation. So Josh was uh, the victim of my musings at work. Uh-huh. Um, I wanted to come up with the jankiest of jank lists. Oh, exciting! Oh, boy, and he did. So what I wanted to do was take Chewbacca, mm-hmm. Luke. Mm-hmm. I um, like it so far. Han. Okay. And a speeder, the terrestrial <laughs> slipper. Okay, sure. And start all of them, you know, kind of near each other. And first turn, throw Luke's uh, My Ally is the Force. Oh, okay. Which gives two dodge tokens yeah, to okay. each of them. And then have Han activate and do an aim and a dodge. Yeah. Which gives each of them an aim and a dodge. Yeah. And then have Chewie go, take a dodge, and get in the speeder. Yes. All right. So this speeder is basically naked. No, I'm not throwing any weapons on there. Not going to, uh-huh. you know, no extrenu- extraneous uh, spending. And... Extraneous? Extraneous, thank you. Um, uh-huh. Throw a comms jammer on there. Okay. Right. Okay, yeah. 
And I, then, I do recall this. And now, then put uh-huh. Chewie in this. Okay. Uh-huh. Race it up the board. Uh-huh. So because I was interpreting the rule, because it states in the, the current edition of the that rules, the tokens guide, go away and get put to the side. Exactly. Right. So you put yeah. Chewie and all of those tokens, like four dodges and a name, yeah. off to the side. And then it, when he comes back on the table, those tokens join him. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I see where you're going. And, and yeah. there's, there's a contradicting line in the rules guide that says that those tokens actually go away as normal at the end of the turn. Right. So it was a cute idea, though. Load him up with this uh, dodge bomb. So and, yeah, and uh, then have him get out. But the, yeah, the idea is not dead yet, though. Oh, okay. You gonna try? Even even without the tokens, put Chewie in a speeder, throw a comms jam on there, uh-huh. and fly it at your opponent's lines. Okay, uh-huh. it's only a seventy point speeder, so it's really not worth dumping all. Of, also, put the outer rim, uh, jockey on there, so he can oh, cover sure. two. All right. So he's not really worth dumping all of your units fire on it. But mm-hmm. then again, you're Flying around with a comms jammer and displacing units by, you know, using your compulsory move to land on them. Uh-huh. So it's going to be annoying. If you shoot it down, well, guess what? You wasted a bunch of firepower on it, and now Chewie gets out with, what, six wounds on him already, enraged, in your backfield. Oh, okay. That's funny. <laughs> so, I, I forgot about the enraged part. I was like, but then you're not u- using Chewie. It's like, oh, no, you're daring them to shoot Chewie, so he starts enraged. He I basically just comes out of there like, like you saw, you've seen Mystery Men. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The scene where Mr. Furious is just jumping up on on, oh, on the yeah, car. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's 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 Chewie in this model. So I'm basically just imagining the situation where Chewbacca and this other Wookiee pilot are flying around alone in this speeder, just yelling obscenities yeah. in Shriwook. Yeah. At, at the, every model in your opponent's army as they're flying circles around it, and then he gets out and just runs at them. Dude, where's my car? <laughs> What's mine say? Yeah. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. So it's probably a terrible list. Um, I mean, it's not going to win anything. Probably, but, but still, that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, it's going to be very characterful <laughs> for how I want to play. Yeah, my okay, that's a bunch of uh, shrieking, you know. Yeah, Wookies coming and, out. And of the if woodwork. you ignore it, I mean, yeah, it's not going to be doing a lot of damage to you, but it's going to be really annoying. <laughs> that's true. A true outrider list. Yeah, yeah right? just annoy people. It's not going to do much, but it'll yeah. be annoying. Yeah. <laughs> oh, speaking of, you know, you're getting ready for Sabine. Yeah. How's, how's your Rebels viewing been going? Oh, yeah. So I got to give those back to you because I you powered finished? through both first two seasons of Rebels. Wow. Yeah. Congratulations. Good. good. See? I enjoyed it. I'm so excited. Yeah. One yeah. Second. Our boy's all grown up. So yeah. when are you buying the third and fourth season? Uh, pretty soon, actually, probably. <laughs> okay, so, good. Yeah, yeah, I need to get on that. Oh, okay. Sorry. You know. <laughs> Hurry up and buy it so I can watch <laughs> so it. So you can watch it. Got it. It's your friend. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Not that we encourage pirating or streaming. Yar! No, 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 no. But I'm not waiting till November for Disney Plus to crank it out. So. Oh, God, no. Is it November? I thought it was yeah, October. Oh, November. no, it is November. That's $6.99, right. though. Dude, I'm okay deal. with that. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah, and with Mandalorian, holy crap. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, but I like the show. I enjoy it. I character's cool, Sabine. You know, and so I will probably be pi- playing and buying. And There you go, man. Not just, you know, wasting time painting for no reason. Right on. Uh, one other thing I realized we forgot to mention, but so. uh, the Gavwa uh, Occupier T-T-T-X Tank in X3 for Land Slipper is coming out next week. Yeah. So finally. Uh, I saw them for sale at Celebration, too. I was very tempted. but oh, they You have... didn't buy them? You... What? Because no, I get a pretty good discount owning a game store, so I was just going to wait. And uh, they, they had, them to lord they had, it over us. They had, well, they had the uh, new RPG books for Star Wars. Did you buy those? So, so I bought those. Nice. Yeah, okay, yeah. cool. So if we got side, side note, we're, we're running a, uh, a Star Wars Empire RPG. slash Forces of Rebellion yeah. campaign. So it's been fun so far. I've been having fun. Uh, yeah. But anyways, uh, sorry, was there anything Thanks else? Thanks for the invite, like guys. To... Uh, uh, dude, you were invited. <laughs> and you said no. So just like that. Uh, so anything else we want to talk about with the uh, mission cards? Uh, no, not really. I think we kind of talked if, about those. But... Do we know if they're going to have new missions in the uh, no. new core set? they're not. not they're the not. It's going to be yep. the same? Okay. Yeah. Yep. That's cool. But they I'm said okay more they, they priority said, resources or whatever. Yeah, well, they said don't thing. discount the – I, I think what they said was don't discount the idea of a pack of cards similar to the upgrade cards that they're going to do that will just be mission cards. Hmm. In the Which future, cool. yeah. if, if and when they do release more battle cards, because I, I do hope they do come out with more, uh, I hope they do them very sparingly. Like yeah. maybe a, a trio a year. Like come out sure. with one of each yeah. a year. I'm you know? okay with that. 
Th- that okay. It'd be is interesting okay. if they did like a seasons type thing, like okay, this season is going to be blah blah blah, sure or something. I don't know. That'd yeah. be neat. Because yeah. I think having more variety with it is good. But honestly, I I think that the ones that they have right now are great. Yeah. Like I don't think they they're they're different enough, but not to the extent where they're going to discount like an army. It's like yeah. someone's not going to be able to play it. Yeah. I mean, and the more variables you have in there, the more you know, chance there is for abuse on it too. So sure. I like, to, I, I would like to see some of the scenarios like that are coming out of the, um, out of the operations that they do where mm-hmm. like what the blue player starts like confined in the middle of the board and everybody else is ringed around them and you got to break oh, sure. out. And, yeah. You know, Oh I, yeah. I'd, like I'd love to see, to see like yeah. That. Like non-official ones like that uh, or like uh scenario based book or something or like a mini campaign. Uh, that's actually something uh, I was told that you were looking into running here. Yeah, so, here, so. yeah, I, I think that's in addition cool. to doing our tournaments, I think it'd be kind of cool if we do more narrative things, kind of like they have with the, the down ATST set. Yeah. You know, they're going to have uh-huh. like that two-part uh, narrative battle in it. I think that's, uh, that's something that would be kind of fun just to come up with uh, for our own, you know. We yeah. talked about doing with Hoth. And- it'd be great to play that, man. Uh, Josh, I'm sorry, you got your kids that weekend, so. Yeah, I know. That's <laughs> all right. <laughs> but yeah, we'll figure out ways that we can incorporate we'll have to do some a Friday night too. or something for you. Um, but we got some uh, Patreon stuff, right? Yes, we have a couple new Patreon guys that have pledged their support to the show. So thank you very much to Richard College and uh, Zachary Remington Krieger. Awesome, Dr. Herr Krieger. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, they came in at the uh, Outrider level, so thanks, guys. And thank you to the continuing support for all the other guys. Uh, we got our, we got some more funds inflowed, so I think we're looking at doing those Barricada shirts here real soon. Awesome. So, TM. TM? Yeah. Trademark. Trademark. You know, oh, yeah, Soon, yeah. you know, as people <laughs> do. But, uh, yeah. Good deal. Well, thanks, guys, for listening this week. Uh, check back with us next week. Maybe we'll have some more news from FFG. Actually, uh, we'll talk about Legion next time, maybe. Yeah. Well, also, um, we'll, well gonna... I know I for sure tomorrow will be driving down, well, driving down to L.A. and getting to hang out with our two BFFs of the show, L.J. Pena and Nick Freeman. Oh, boy. So Star scum Wars. of hive and villainy cantina exactly. Star Wars cantina yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna go hang out there um, I will be actually playing in the tournament at the Perky Nerd I think it's called yes yes uh, got down in LA yeah so if uh, you guys are listening and you're gonna be at the Perky Nerd tomorrow swing by and say hi it'll be the obnoxious tall Is it dude tomorrow? well it's Saturday, Saturday. It's well be it'll event. be tomorrow tomorrow for them. oh yeah Thursday uh, yeah. yeah 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 time we're dilation on, on Saturday April 20th let me clarify we are also go. locked into the uh, St. George Rally Point yeah yeah okay at least he and I are, are you going I, I I guess so do they have tickets up I don't know no okay. but I said reserve us two spots I didn't know if Who, who'd you I just messaged the game store on Facebook oh okay yeah that's cool so yeah, so next month that'll be uh, that'll be going on in St. George, Utah, but uh, we'll have uh, we'll probably make some more rally point announcements here soon. I think. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. ours isn't until October. Yeah, right. So we should yeah. have all the new stuff. So I I'm stoked about that, but I'm yeah. looking like the last. I think one of the last ones of the year is the one that's in Wisconsin. Oh boy! And yeah, it's December, right? <laughs> yeah, it's December. So yeah. wow. we'll have like three waves of Clone Wars stuff out by that time, I would imagine. It should be fun. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. So thanks for listening. Uh, We'll check you next week. You've been listening to the Legion Outriders podcast, a member of the Radio Free Tatooine Network. At the end, do you understand? For more from the Outriders, make sure you like us on Twitter at Legion Outriders, subscribe to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Legion Outriders, and make sure you like and subscribe to the podcast. Thanks for listening. You're all clear, kid. Now let's blow this thing and go home.